Black History Month programming sponsored by Representative Steve Casey, asking you to join him in celebrating the many different musical movements created and perfected by black artists. From jazz and rhythm and blues to soul, and we are celebrating Black History Month with the sound of black artistry. Representative Steve Casey, District 50, remembering and celebrating Black History Month through music. Welcome to WNRI's Black History Month series, the 50 most influential black music artists of all time. My name's Jeff Gamash, and over the next four weeks, we'll be counting down from number 50 to number one, the most influential black music artists. Along the way, we're also going to hear some biographies of other prominent black Americans who made great contributions to our culture. So be sure to join us this time each Sunday through the month of February. But let's get things started with music. And at number 50, we have Howlin' Wolf. Born Chester Arthur Burnett back in June of 1910. He was a Chicago blues singer, guitarist, and harmonica player originally from Mississippi, moved to Chicago. And with his booming voice and imposing physical presence, he became one of the best-known Chicago blues artists. Several of his songs, including Smokestack Lightning, Killing Floor, and Spoonfill, have become blues and blues rock standards. In 2011, Rolling Stone magazine ranked him number 54 on its list of the 100 greatest artists of all time time. Let's go back to 1956. Here's Howlin' Wolf coming in at number 50 with Smokestack Lightning. Oh, Smokestack Lightning Shining just like gold Why don't you hear me crying? Let 
At number 49, it's Thelonious Monk, born in October of 1917, an American jazz pianist and composer. A unique improv style made countless contributions to the jazz standard repertoire from Round Midnight, Blue Monk, Straight No Chaser, Ruby My Dare, and so many more that Monk is the second most recorded jazz composer after Duke Ellington. Monk was renowned for his distinct look, which included suits, hats, and sunglasses, which became a staple of the genre. Thelonious Monk is one of five jazz musicians to have been featured on the cover of Time magazine. The others, Louis Armstrong, Dave Brubeck, Duke Ellington, and Wynton Marsalis. Here from 1967, it's Thelonious Monk with Straight No Chaser. Number 48, it's Little Walter, Marion Walter Jacobs, born of May 1930, known as Little Walter, was an American blues musician, singer, and songwriter whose approach to the harmonica had a strong impact 
for generations, earning him comparisons to such musicians as Charlie Parker and Jimi Hendrix. His musical innovations forever changed the expectations of what was thought possible on a blues harmonica. Little Walter joined Muddy Waters Band in 1948 before going out on his own. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2008, the first and to date only artist to be inducted specifically as a harmonica player. He had 14 top 10 hits on Billboard R&B charts between 1952 and 1958, including two number one hits. Now let's listen in to Little Walter's second number one. It's 1955's My Babe. And one note on this recording, as previously mentioned, his friend Willie Dixon plays bass on this hit. My baby don't stand no cheating, my babe Oh yeah, she don't stand no cheating, my babe Oh yeah, she don't stand no cheating She don't stand none of that midnight creeping, my babe True little baby, my babe My babe, I know she'd love me, my babe Oh yes, I know she love me, my baby Oh yes, I know she love me She don't do nothing but kiss and hug me, my baby True little baby, my baby She do so pleasing, my babe True little baby, my babe My babe, don't stand no fooling, my babe Oh yeah, she don't stand no fooling, my babe Oh yeah, she don't stand no fooling When she's hot, there ain't no cooling, my babe True little baby, And now a Black History Month biography on Malcolm X. Brought to you by State Representative District 50, Steve Casey. Malcolm X was an American revolutionary. An electrifying spokesman for the Nation of Islam, Malcolm X fought to attain civil rights through militant self-defense. This will be an organization that will give the black man in this country the right to defend himself by any means necessary. Born Malcolm Little on May 19, 1925 in Omaha, Nebraska, 
Malcolm grew up in East Lansing, Michigan, where he suffered the death of his father in 1931. Several years later, Malcolm's mother was placed in a mental institution, and he lived in foster homes until he dropped out of school at 15. Malcolm X was a brilliant young man, but he told the teacher he wanted to be a lawyer, and that teacher suggested instead that he be a carpenter. Uh, that begins Malcolm X's sort of slow slide out of school. After moving to Boston, Malcolm fell into a life of drugs and crime, and at 20 years old, he was sentenced to 10 years in jail for larceny. While imprisoned, Malcolm joined the Nation of Islam, and upon his release in 1952, he changed his name to Malcolm X. Most people who are descendant from formerly enslaved Africans carry the last name of their former masters or those families, and Malcolm X basically let go of that name and he chose X to symbolize his unknown African name. From 1952 to 1960, Malcolm X expanded the Nation of Islam from roughly 400 to 40,000 members. But as an opposing voice to integration, Malcolm X incited fear and controversy. Malcolm X was the counterpoint to Dr. King and the Civil Rights Movement. They were talking about nonviolence and peace and love and cooperation. Malcolm never participated in violence, but he was definitely about, you know, we have to fight back. He spoke for so many African Americans who were literally terrified of saying the things that he was saying. Anyone who stands in the way of your and my freedom, our human dignity, is a cold-blooded, blue-eyed enemy. What Malcolm X did that drew so many people to him was he had an energy that was urgent and young. And I think he triggered a certain kind of action in people, a certain kind of self-esteem that I'm worthy of challenging the status quo. In 1963, tensions erupted between Malcolm X and the Nation of Islam due to his growing popularity and his objection to the extramarital affairs of Elijah Muhammad, the Nation of Islam leader. By 1964, Malcolm X left the Nation of Islam and converted to Sunni Muslim. Malcolm X had this life-changing event when he went to Mecca. He went outside of America and connected to the global image of Islam. He came back differently and felt that everyone was his brother. On February 21, 1965, while preparing for a speech in a Manhattan ballroom, Malcolm X was rushed by three gunmen from the Nation of Islam and was killed by 21 shots to his body. His posthumous autobiography, published in 1965, was named by Time magazine as one of the 10 required nonfiction books of all time and became a film in 1992 starring Denzel Washington. This Black History Month programming is sponsored by Representative Steve Casey, reminding you that Black artists evolved from blues and jazz in the 1940s to soul music in the 1950s. From soul music came Motown and then hip-hop, disco, and rap. Artists like Duke Ellington paved the way for the Supremes, Jimi Hendrix, Prince, and Michael Jackson. Representative Steve Casey celebrating Black History Month through Black Musical Excellence. 
You are listening to WNRI's Top 50 Most Influential Black Music Artists in History. We are at number 47, and it's Dinah Washington, born Ruth Lee Jones in Alabama back in August of 1924. She moved from Alabama to Chicago as a child. American singer and pianist, primarily a jazz vocalist, performed and recorded a wide variety of styles, including blues, R&B, traditional pop music, even giving herself the title of Queen of the Blues. She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1993. Her first solo record for Mercury, a version of Fat Waller's Ain't Misbehavin', was a hit, starting a long string of success. Between 1948 and 1955, she had 27 R&B Top 10 hits, making her one of the most popular and successful singers of the period. Let's listen in to Dinah Washington's first hit from 1946, Ain't Misbehaving. No one to talk with all by myself no one to walk with but i'm happy on the shelf ain't misbehaving just saving my love for you i know for certain the one i love I'm through with flirting, it's you that I'm thinking of. Ain't misbehaving, just a saving my love for you. Like Jack Horner, in a corner, don't go nowhere, what do I care? Your kisses are worth my waiting for Believe me I don't stay out late Don't care to go I'm home about eight Just me and my radio Ain't misbehaving Just a slave in my love for you Like Jack Horner In a corner Don't go nowhere What do I care Your kisses are Worth my waiting for There was a genre of music that lacked a superstar of color. It was country music. Then came Charlie Pride, African-American singer, guitarist, and professional baseball player. In 1952, he pitched for the Memphis Red Sox of the Negro American League. In 53, he signed a contract with the Boise Yankees, the Class C farm team of the New York Yankees. It was during that season, an injury caused him to lose the mustard on his fastball. And country music was glad he did. His greatest music success came in the early to mid-1970s when he was the best-selling performer 
performer for RCA Records since Elvis Presley. During the peak years of his recording career, he had 52 top 10 hits on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. 30 made it to number one. He won Entertainer of the Year at the CMA Awards in 1971 and one of only three African-American members of the Grand Ole Opry. Here's one of his number one songs from 1971. It's Kiss and Angel Good Morning. Whenever I chance to meet Some old friends on the street They wonder how does a man get to be this way I've always got a smiling face Anytime in any place And every time they ask me why I just smile and say You've got to kiss an angel good morning And let her know you think about her when you're gone Kiss an angel good morning And love her like the devil when you get back home Well people may try to guess The secret of a happiness but some of them never learn It's a simple thing The secret I'm speaking of Is a woman and a man in love And the answer is in this song That I always sing You've got to kiss an angel good morning And let her know you think about her when you're gone Kiss an angel good morning And love her like the devil when you get back home Kiss an angel good morning And let her know you think about her when you're gone Kiss an angel good morning And love her like the devil when you get back home And now a Black History Month biography on Colin Powell. Brought to you by State Representative District 50, Steve Casey. Colin Powell was a regular guy, four-star general, and he never forgot where he came from. Colin Powell was born in Harlem, New York on April 5th, 1937. His parents came from Jamaica. He was raised in the South Bronx. As he says, he was just lucky to escape drugs, which he escaped or being shot or shooting someone. If his parents were working, his aunts were in the other tenements looking out the windows, making sure he stayed straight. Howell went to New York City public schools. He went to City College of New York. And that's where he found the ROTC. And it felt good to him, and he was good at it. After graduating in 1958, Powell was commissioned as a U.S. Army second lieutenant. He met and married Alma Vivian Johnson. The couple has three children. In 1962, Powell was deployed to Southeast Asia. While he was there, his wife Alma was with her family in Birmingham, Alabama. And while he was in the jungles of Vietnam, the racists in Birmingham, Alabama were blowing up churches. In 1963, while on patrol, Powell was wounded by a booby trap. He rose through the ranks, and during a second Vietnamese tour, Major Powell survived a chopper crash. He was injured, but still managed to pull others from the wreckage. He received a Purple Heart. Those kinds of experiences really 
shaped him very much. Powell earned an MBA from George Washington University in 1972. He was promoted to Brigadier General for the 101st Airborne in 1979. Colin Powell is an extraordinarily impressive man in a room full of impressive people. Powell served in several positions during the Carter and Reagan administrations. In 1987, he became the National Security Advisor. In 1989, General Powell was made the first African-American chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff by President George H.W. Bush. I once interviewed him when he was chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and said, General Powell, here you are, son of Jamaican immigrants, born in Harlem, raised in the South Bronx. You're black and you're chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He said, it's a wonderful country, Sam, it's a wonderful country. In August 1990, Iraq invaded its oil-rich neighbor, Kuwait. Powell led a coalition of nations to force Iraq out of Kuwait. Reporters asked Colin Powell how he was gonna deal with the million-man Iraqi army. Powell kind of smiled and he said, first we're gonna cut it off and then we're gonna kill it. Powell made very clear that the United States shouldn't go in unless it went in all the way. Massive overkill. It shouldn't be a fair fight. We need to overwhelm the enemy. And this was known as the Powell Doctrine. The brief successful action made Colin Powell a national hero. He retired from the Army in 1993. There was a time when Colin Powell thought he would run for president. Powell eventually decided not to run. He says he didn't have the fire in the belly. In 2000, presidential candidate George W. Bush announced Colin Powell would become the first African-American Secretary of State. He basically ran for president, having told the American people that if you elect me, you'll have Powell as Secretary of State. That's how strong Colin Powell's public image and his clout was. Powell was a great Secretary of State in some ways. His own State Department loved him, and he was a strong figure in the world. Other countries liked him. But Powell had problems in Washington. There was a long history of conflict between Dick Cheney and Colin Powell from January 2001 all the way up to September 11th, there had been just a raging conflict over policies related to North Korea, policies related to China. In February 2003, a year and a half after the 9-11 terror attacks, Secretary of State Colin Powell addressed the UN Security Council. The famous moment when he spoke to assure the UN Security Council that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. That's what the CIA was saying, and that's what the Mossad was saying. Everyone said, well, if Colin Powell says it's true, it's got to be true. Based in part on Powell's testimony, the UN approved the invasion of Iraq. And that turned out to be bogus, and uh, Powell subsequently, after he left office, basically felt that he was led astray. In September 2004, Powell admitted to Congress that the intelligence he presented to the UN was wrong. After that admission, he announced his retirement from the State Department, but not from public service. I challenge you to find a greater public servant than the years Colin Powell gave to this country. This Black History Month programming is sponsored by Representative Steve Casey, reminding you that Black artists evolved from blues and jazz in the 1940s to soul music in the 1950s. From soul music came Motown and then hip-hop, disco, and rap. Artists like Duke Ellington paved the way for the Supremes, Jimi Hendrix, Prince, and Michael Jackson. 
Representative Steve Casey celebrating Black History Month through Black Musical Excellence. You're listening to WNRI's Top 50 Most Influential Black Music Artists of All Time. My name's Jeff Gamash. In case you missed the previous five, coming in at number 50 was Howlin' Wolf, Thelonious Monk at number 49, Little Walter, number 48, Dinah Washington, number 47, and Charlie Pride, number 46. In addition to the countdown, there's always a few artists that get left off of the list. And to rectify that, we're putting in a few honorable mentions each week. Our first honorable mention goes to N.W.A. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. N.W.A. is an abbreviation for Negroes with Attitude. It was an American hip-hop group formed from Compton, California, among the earliest and most significant yet controversial figures of gangster rap music, and are widely considered one of the greatest and most influential groups in the history of hip-hop music. Active from 87 to 91, the group endured controversy due to the fact their music had such explicit lyrics. The group was banned from many mainstream American radio stations. In spite of this, the group sold over 10 million units in the United States alone. Drawing on their own true-life experiences of racism and excessive policing, they were known for their deep hatred of the police system, which sparked much controversy over the years. The original lineup from early 1987 consisted of Arabian Prince, Dr. Dre, Eazy-E, Ice Cube, and DJ Yella and MC Ren filled out the group. They released their first compilation album in in 1987 called NWA and the Posse, peaked at number 39 on Billboard Magazine's top R&B hip-hop albums chart without radio play. Straight out of Compton in 1989 marked the beginning of the new gangster rap era as the production and social commentary in their lyrics revolutionized rap music. They became the first hardcore rap group to reach number one on the Billboard 200 sales chart, again without airplay over radio stations. Of course, each artist would become platinum-selling solo artists in their own right through the 1990s. Dr. Dre formed Death Row Records, discovering and producing artists such as Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and Tupac Shakur. Rolling Stone ranked NWA number 83 on their list of the 100 greatest artists of all time. And in 2016, NWA was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame following three previous nominations. And now we return to our countdown. Coming in at number 45, it's Tina Turner. Born Anna Mae Bullock back in November of 1939, Tina Turner is an American-born Swiss singer, songwriter, dancer, and actress known as the Queen of Rock and Roll. She rose to prominence as the frontwoman of the Ike and Tina Turner Review before launching her own successful solo career. Tina Turner began her recording career with Ike Turner's Kings of Rhythm under the name Little Anne in 1958. She was introduced as Tina Turner in 1960 with the hit single, A Fool in love. She did marry Ike Turner in 1962, and the two went on to become one of the most formidable live acts in history, releasing such hits as It's Gonna Work Out Fine, River Deep, Mountain High, and the Grammy-winning Proud Mary. They disbanded in 1976, divorcing in 78. And in her 1986 autobiography, I, Tina, My Life Story, Tina Turner revealed that she had been subjected to domestic violence, becoming one of the first spokesperson to empower women and encourage them to survive 
survive their own situations. In the 1980s, Tina Turner launched one of the greatest comebacks in music history. The 1983 single, Let's Stay Together, followed by the release of her 84 multi-platinum album, Private Dancer, that contained her hit song, What's Love Got to Do With It, which won a Grammy Award for Record of the Year. It became her first and only number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. At the age of 44, she was the oldest female solo artist to top the Hot 100 chart. Her chart success continued with a string of hits, Better Be Good to Me, Private Dancer, We Don't Need Another Hero, from the soundtrack of Thunderdome. And during her Break Every Rules tour, she set a then Guinness World Record for the largest paying audience, 180,000 spectators for a solo performer. In 93, What's Love Got to Do With It, a biopic film was adapted from Tina Turner's autobiography. She also acted in other films such as Tommy, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and Last Action Hero. She sold over 100 million records. Tina Turner is one of the best-selling recording artists of all time. Received 12 Grammy Awards. She was the first black artist and first female ever to get the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stone ranked her among the 100 greatest artists of all time and the 100 greatest singers of all time. Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Ike Turner in 91 and in 2005 was a recipient of the Kennedy Center Honors. She became a Swiss resident in 94, gaining citizenship in 2013 when she relinquished her American citizenship. Let's go back to 1984 with Tina Turner's number one hit, What's Love? got to do with it you must understand the touch of your hand makes my pulse react that it's only the thrill for me girl opposites attract it's physical
Coming in at number 44, it's Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, an American hip-hop group formed in the South Bronx of New York City in 1978. The group's use of turntables, breakdancing beats, and civically conscious lyrics were very significant in the development of hip-hop music. It was in the late 1970s Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five built their reputation and achieved local success by performing at parties and live shows. But by 1980, the group had signed with Sugar Hill Records. Under Sugar Hill Records in the early 1980s, their first hit, Freedom. It was not until the release of the song, The Message, in 1982, and the album of the same name that they achieved mainstream success. The song provided political and social commentary and went on to become a driving force behind socially conscious hip-hop music. The group was widely regarded as one of the greatest groups of all time. Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2007, the first hip-hop group to be inducted. In 2002, the message was one of 50 recordings chosen by the Library of Congress to be added to the National Recording Registry. Rolling Stone ranks the message number 51 on its list of five hundred greatest songs of all time. Here it is from 1982 at number 44 Grandmaster Flash in the Furious Five with The Message. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. On the stage, you know they just don't care I can't take the smell, can't take the noise Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice Rats in the front room, roaches in the back Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far Cause a man with the touch truck repossessed my car Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window Watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow A crazy lady living in a bag Eating out of garbage pails, used to be a fag hag Such a dash to tango, skipped the life and dango A silk on prince, it seemed to lost her senses Down at the poop show, watching all the creeps So she can tell the stories to the girls back home She went to the city and got so, so, so giddy She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. It's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night. Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double-digit inflation. Can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station. Me on King Kong, standing on my back, can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac, a mid-range migraine, cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane, I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't push me, call, I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under
My son said, Daddy, I don't want to go to school Cause the teacher's a jerk, he must think I'm a fool And all the kids smoke reefer I think it'd be cheaper if I just got a job Learn to be a street sweeper I dance to the beat, shuffle my feet Wear a shirt and tie and run with the creeps Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey They push that barrel in front of the train Took it to the doctor, so the arm on the game Stabbed that man right in his heart Gave him a transplant for a brand new start I can't walk through the park cause it's crazy after dark Keep my hand on my gun cause they got me on the run I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jaw Hear them say you want some more living on a seesaw Don't push me cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under A child is born with no state of mind Blind to the ways of mankind God is smiling on you but he's frowning too Because only God knows what you'll go through You'll grow in the ghetto living second rate And your eyes will sing a song of deep hate The places you play and where you stay Looks like one great big alleyway You'll admire all the number book takers Thugs, pimps and pushers and the big money makers Driving big cars, spending 20s and 10s And you wanna grow up to be just like them huh. Smugglers, scramblers Burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers You say I'm cool, I'm no fool But then you wind up dropping out of high school Now you're unemployed, all non-void Walking around like your pretty boy Floyd Turn stick up kid, but look what you done did Got sent up for an eight year bid Now your manhood is took and you're a make tag Spend the next two years as an undercover fag Being used in the pews to serve like hell To one day you was found hung dead in the cell It was plain to see that your life was lost You was Cold and your body swung back and forth But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song Of how you live so fast and die so young So don't push me Cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> Yo, Bell, you see that girl, man? Yeah, man. And now a Black History Month biography on Author Ash. Brought to you by State Representative District 50, Steve Casey. Arthur Ashe is one of the most revered athletes in the history of sport. His career featured 33 titles, including the U.S. Davis Cup, and was the only African-American ever to win the singles title at Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, and the Australian Open. Off the court, he was known for his humanitarian work and commitment to charitable causes. 
USTA Chief Diversity Inclusion Officer D.A. Abrams talked to Bold Business about Ash's bold contributions in tennis during the Diversity MBA 12th Annual National Conference. Arthur Ashe was really a citizen of the world. I mean, this guy was so much more uh, than tennis, and he has made a huge difference, not just on the tennis court, if you will, as a, as a young tennis playing professional, but in many, many other ways. In 1969, he co-founded the National Junior Tennis and Learning, or NGTL, a USTA foundation that combines tennis with education to help change the lives of under-resourced youth. That program was founded by Arthur Ashe and two other gentlemen. The program was not necessarily meant to create tennis champions, but it was really meant to sort of serve as a gateway to life's opportunities. Over the next 15 years, the foundation has raised $19 million to build the chapter's capacity. The NGTL also supports tennis programming for individuals with disabilities and military heroes. As of today, over 200,000 service members, veterans, and their families have been impacted by the program. Arthur Ashe was huge for me and millions of other uh, young kids that probably didn't think that they could actually play a sport such as tennis, but having seen him and these programs that he had chapters all across the country just gave access to uh, a sport for a lifetime. Arthur Ashe has ushered in countless possibilities for future black tennis players such as Francis TFO, Donald Young, Serena, and Venus Williams. To this day, Arthur Ashe remains a strong force in tennis and the rest of the world. He's paved the way for significant changes in the history of sports, setting an example on how to strive to make a positive impact in the world. This Black History Month programming is sponsored by Representative Steve Casey, reminding you that black artists evolved from blues and jazz in the 1940s to soul music in the 1950s. From soul music came Motown and then hip-hop, disco, and rap. Artists like Duke Ellington paved the way for the Supremes, Jimi Hendrix, Prince, and Michael Jackson. Representative Steve Casey celebrating Black History Month through black musical excellence. You're listening to WNRI's Top 50 Most Influential Black Music Artists of All Time. My name is Jeff Gamash, and we are now at number 43. It's Curtis Mayfield, born June of 1942, an American singer-songwriter, guitarist, record producer, and one of the most influential musicians behind soul and politically conscious African-American music. First achieving success and recognition with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted group The Impressions during the Civil Rights Movement of the late 1950s and 60s, later on working as a solo artist. Mayfield started his musical career in a gospel choir, moving to the north side of Chicago, where he met Jerry Butler in 1956 at the young age of 14 and joined the vocal group The Impressions. As a songwriter, Mayfield became noted as one of the first musicians to bring more themes of social awareness into soul music. 1965, he wrote 
people get ready for the impressions, which displayed his more politically charged songwriting. Ranked at number 24 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time, the song received numerous other awards and was included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 500 Songs That Shaped Rock and Roll, as well as being inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1998. He's a double inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of the Impressions in 1991 and again in 1999 as a solo artist. He's also a two-time Grammy Hall of Fame inductee. But let's go back in time to 1965 and that ever-important song, People Get Ready. People get ready as a train of coming You don't need no just get on board All you need is faith To hear the dealers humming Don't need no ticket You just thank the Lord So people get ready For the train to Jordan Number 42, it's Ruth Brown, born in January of 1928, an American singer, songwriter, and actress, sometimes known as the queen of R&B. She was noted for bringing a pop music style to R&B music in a series of hit songs for Atlantic Records in the 1950s, such as So Long, Teardrops From My Eyes, and Mama, He Treats Your Daughter Mean. For these contributions, Atlantic became known as the house that Ruth built, alluding to the popular nickname for 
for the old Yankee Stadium. Brown was a 1993 inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Following a resurgence that began in the mid-1970s and peaking in the 1980s, Brown used her influence to press for musician rights regarding royalties and contracts. These efforts led to the founding of the Rhythm and Blues Foundation. Her performance in the Broadway musical Black and Blue earned Brown a Tony Award, and the original cast recording won a Grammy Award. Brown was a recipient of the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2016, and finally in 2017, Brown was inducted into the National Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame. Let's go back to 1953, and the hit from Atlantic Records, Mama, He Treats Your Daughter Mean, Ruth Brown, number 42.
And rounding out our program today at number 41, it's George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic. George Clinton, born 1941, is an American singer, songwriter, band leader, and record producer. His Parliament Funkadelic collective developed an influential and eclectic form of funk music during the 1970s that drew on science fiction and outlandish fashion and humor as he launched his solo career with the 1982 album Computer Games. He would go on to influenced the 1990s hip-hop and G-funk sound, most notably Snoop Doggy Dog, as heard here in this breakout debut album for Snoop, Doggy Style, and its first single, Who Am I? Clinton is regarded, along with James Brown and Sly Stone, as one of the foremost innovators of funk music. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1997 alongside 15 other members of Parliament Funkadelic. In 2019, he and Parliament Funkadelic were given Grammy Lifetime Achievement Awards. Let's listen in to that funk sound, Atomic Dog. This is a story of famous dog. But the dog that chases his tail will be busy. These are trapping dogs. Rhythmic dogs. Harmonic dogs. House dogs. Sleep dogs. Dogs of the world unite. Dancing dogs.
Like History Month programming on WNRI brought to you by State Representative Steve Casey. An important part of black history is the message given through music. Through the years, artists like Sam Cooke and Marvin Gaye and Billie Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald and many more were pioneers in their musical field, delivering important messages of the time. Representative Steve Casey celebrating Black History Month through music here on WNRI. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this first installment of the top 50 most influential black music artists of all time. And let's recap today. Coming in at number 50 was Howlin' Wolf. 49, Thelonious Monk, Little Walter at number 48. 47, Dinah Washington at number 46, Charlie Pride. Our honorable mention, N.W.A. At number 45 was Tina Turner. Number 44, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Number 43, Curtis Mayfield. Number 42, Ruth Brown. And number 41, George Clinton. Join us same time next Sunday as our countdown continues of the top 50 most influential black music artists of all time. Now every Sunday through February. My name's Jeff Gamash, and thanks for listening.